Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Siri G. Lomenzo of Temescal Fitness and Movement. How are you today? What's going on? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for bringing me on and chatting about this stuff. I'm, I'm certainly excited to to pick your brain and, and see what the inner workings of the business are. But context is important here. And for the people who aren't familiar with you or your business, tell us a little bit about the how we got here tale. Because I think that's important here. Walk us through sort of when you got involved with the business and how we came to be in the position that we're in now. All right. So Temescal Fitness and Movement started in October last year. And um, I, the space that I'm renting and the space I have now where I'm working, building this business out of, kind of just fell into my lap. It was a right place, right time situation. I was renting space here with my clients from the previous owner and she chose to move out of state. So I had an opportunity to either take over the lease and take over the space or lose the space entirely. It was kind of those two options. And when uh, when we started getting into financials about what it would cost me to do that if I were to do it, um, I could do it. So I did it and it was just like, it was a really, it happened really, really quick. It was like a month, like, okay, should I do this? Yes or no? Okay, do it, go. So it was, I already had my clients here working out with me just as my own entity in her space. And so just shifting gears, building the business out as Temescal Fitness and Movement, you know, I kept going with everything and just kind of slowly put up, put all the pieces into place as far as having that. The equipment was all here. I bought it all from her so I didn't have to do any big, you know, build out or any of that stuff, which saved me a lot of energy and time. Right. And um, it really was just like I was in the right place at the right time because I was here and it was I've been training for a long time. So I've had established myself and my clients and just taking it over and since then you know it's just been kind of putting in the pieces to run the business little bits at a time and i still have a lot more to do because i'm i feel like i'm just going at it backwards i didn't have any like no business plan no like financial plan goals for this no nothing it's like you know in this headspace of just keep clients going keep money coming in for myself okay, now there's this big other thing. All right, let's do it. And thankfully so far, it's been working out really, really well. Um, and I mean, that's that's basically how it started. I right. had been, yeah, I was like working through the pandemic and at another with another place and, you know, that fell apart. And so finally trying to find a place just to rent and just got super lucky with this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's interesting in our industry, a lot of the time, there's sort of this, this spectrum of focused on passion and helping people, focused on profit and making money. And it sounds like you're sort of this delicate balance in between right now. So the I, Yeah, I think so. I mean, and my approach to my work as a trainer has always been, even from the very beginning when I started out, has always been less financially motivated of course i want to make enough money for myself but kind of middle ground there too like i'm not like a, i'm not a hustler i'm not i'm not like you know you know trying to find every little way to make extra money or whatever you know it's just but like, it sounds like you're also not in it for charity and to do it oh, for no. free right oh, no of course not no <laughs> definitely not for charity um but also not like so I, I don't like I don't do a ton of a ton of marketing like of course now I do I've picked up doing some of that to establish myself as this business but I don't do sure. a lot of that and 
you know, it's, oh. everything for me has come kind of organically, which is like just really amazing. I feel really, really lucky. Yeah. And, and we'll definitely explore marketing and, and lead generation because it's important in a business like this. Before we get to that, walk us through the, the service aspect of this. Is this all one-on-one -on -one training? Do we have any aspect of group training to this? How does that work? Yeah, so I do primarily one-on-one. -on -one. So one-on-one -on -one in person, obviously there's a handful of people still that don't want to come into the gym. We still do stuff on Zoom still. And, you know, that is something I'll continue to offer if people need or want. Um, but it's primarily one-on-one. -on -one. And then I also offer, I added in um, last year when I started training over here, I, I added in partner training. So if there's two people that want to work together, and then I also added small group training. So I, I do see. small group stuff, five, five people most. I offer, you know, a handful of hours that are kind of set on a schedule and then they can schedule themselves and come to whatever sessions they want, however many they want a week. And then, you know, what they pay is kind of based on that. And yeah, semi-private so training has been sort of a natural evolution to a longstanding problem amongst the one-on-one -on -one training crowd with at a certain point i only have so many hours in the day and i can't take more people exactly it's, it's become a natural solution to that and, and a lot of the time it's a win-win for both business and client yeah. we can serve a greater amount of people we can give them probably a little bit more digestible of a price point yep. they get this social aspect competition camaraderie whatever we want to call it absolutely but they still benefit from individualized coaching right there's enough downtime where we can correct and coach each yeah. individual client and a group that size and so it typically has been successful for those that employ it and do it well do you see more opportunity in that sort of a service than you do one-on-one -on -one moving forward yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's a lot of people that have been coming to me already, even just since, you know, developing Temescal Fitness and Movement that have done other kind of boot camp type stuff or CrossFit or whatever that kind of already like that environment. And so, and they know enough that I'm not going to worry about them, you know, hurting themselves too much if I don't have eyes on them completely. Sure. And so it, it's, it's great because then I can actually offer them a space with me versus a one-on-one. -on -one, it's pretty limited. I don't have, like you said, I don't have all the hours in the day and I need to make sure that I take care of myself. So of course. Yeah. And, and I mean, if we're being realistic in a perfect world, one-on-one -on -one training, we could slot somebody in every hour on the hour, but most people need to train at pretty specific times. And so this is somewhat of a, a workaround for that. Yeah. Walk us through the marketing. You mentioned majority of this has come organically thus far. What's working for you? What have you tried? And what do you think that you'll try moving forward? Yeah, so um, initially changing over and creating the space as Temescal Fitness and Movement, I already had a pretty solid roster of clients that I was already working with, so I didn't feel desperate for more. Um, and I still don't, which is really nice. But obviously, I want I wanted to make a name for myself in the neighborhood and make sure people know I'm here and all of that stuff. So I actually have been working with a marketing firm who's been doing a lot of that stuff kind of for me. Okay. A, I don't have the time and A, I don't really know how to do it myself and I'm not very good at that stuff. So they've kind of getting, been getting the ball rolling with like, they've helped with kind of rebuilding my website, um, you know, getting email stuff, email marketing stuff out. Just really, right now it's just been really, really basic stuff and just setting up so that like I'm easily found on Google, easily found on right. these other you know, areas online, you know, so that people can, you know, find me. Sure. And I mean, it's only been a few months that I've been working with them and kind of setting that stuff up. And it's so far, it's been, I think it's been going pretty good. I've gotten some, some leads through them, people interested in stuff. And, and I just take it from there once, once I get an email or something. And it goes pretty slow and it's always been like that for me like i've honestly since i started training i've 
you know, I've gotten new clients and it's, it's very slow process for me. And I'm totally okay with that. Like I said, I'm not a hustler. I'm not trying to, you know, be like, you know, 24 seven on, um, as long as I can cover my expenses and stuff, it's okay. Of course that fluctuates constantly with this business. So naturally you have to do some, some kind of marketing. Sure. And, and so you're working with what sounds like some sort of agency. What about social media? Is that something that you guys are handling? Is that something that they're handling? So it's kind of, a, it's mostly me right now. And I don't, I don't do a lot, honestly, with that either. I post little pictures and little blurbs, but I'm not like actively marketing on social media. I don't do a lot of that stuff. Like this company that's handling a lot of stuff, they've been doing like, setting up some Facebook ads and things like that for a few little things, but um, mainly because right now I do, um, I, other trainers rent space for me for their business. So the main focus initially is just getting other trainers in here to use the space versus getting like my own clientele up. Yeah. So they've been helping me kind of advertise in that kind of arena a little bit more like targeting other trainers and you know things like that so right that's an interesting route to explore and and you brought up where the focus is on getting new trainers to come in and utilize the space which assumes that they're they're paying a rental And, and it's this sort of ongoing conversation within the industry do we keep them as contractors and have them run their own business? Do we bring them in as employees and do some marketing to feed them? Mm -hmm. There's pros and cons to both. Have you considered going the other direction on that? The employee direction? Right. Not yet. Um, That's definitely an option, maybe at some point, depending on kind of how things evolve, I, I think here for what people might need or want. And especially if like, if I start getting a lot of people interested that I can't handle, it's like, I don't want, I don't like turning people away, of course, but if I don't have time or space, I don't have it. So there's definitely room for all that stuff to change. The current trainers that rent, I prefer that format myself. Uh, I mean, I know me as a trainer going through up till now, I've done that. Like I've rented from other places and, and for me, it's worked, it's worked fine, but it's, you know, there's also still that, like, you're kind of in someone else's space. You have to, you know, you kind of have to be aware of that, that it's not like your personal space to do anything you want and that's okay. Um, I'm definitely not, I'm definitely really, really liking not having that for myself right now yeah. <laughs> anymore. But also I, I, li- I want to give all the other trainers that rent space their freedom to do their work the way that they want to, the way that they have done it for as long as they've done it. And sure. in a way without any kind of pressure or judgment from me on what they're doing. With the marketing that you're doing, is that to feed your own roster or are we dispersing those leads amongst other trainers as well? So right now there's no disbursement uh, in with other trainers. And again, that might change over time, depending on what kind of person. That was going to be my next question is, do you think there's value in doing that in, in sort of creating a pipeline? To, to I, mean, I mean, look, if I don't have time on my schedule, but maybe another trainer here does that I might feel is a good fit for somebody that comes through, like, why not just share? Like, there's no, like, you know, there's no reason not to do that. If a person has time and availability on their schedule and I don't, like, help someone find a good trainer to work with, even if it's not me, like, why not? Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, so I think there's, there's room for all of that stuff. And, you know, who knows, maybe down the road, I might change that, that altogether, but I don't know. Currently, this is the situation. That's totally fine. And so our, our conversation thus far has been sort of what we're doing now, what the processes look like. I want to sort of future pace this a little bit and, and think into the future if you had a magic eight ball and, and could wish whatever you want for your business, what would you want 
for the business and what would you want for you? Good question. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I haven't thought about that a whole lot. Um, this has all been just a really fast paced whirlwind of everything. So I'm at a place now where it's six months in, things are going really smoothly and well. And so now I've started to think about those things like, okay, now's the time I can start to dedicate some time towards, towards those questions and start to get kind of an idea or an outline of like, okay, specific goals for the future. Like how long do I initial, my initial kind of thought is like, okay, let's keep this going and open for, you know, if I can manage for five years, you know, kind of like short term keep the gym open basically it's really initially and and then the other things like like what you're saying like future whatever everything that would go into it i don't have a plan right now at all <laughs> like i just like keep doing what i'm doing keep trying to serve clients as best as i can i feel like my what i offer and what i do day to day is working so i don't feel I need to make any changes there just yet until it doesn't work anymore. Right. And then I can, if it ain't broke, right? exactly. exactly. So I don't want to change it up too much too quickly and then change as it needs to be changed along the way, depending on everything, you know, finances, clients, other trainers, uh, you know, all many, of many factors. That's for sure. Yeah. And so yeah. what about for you? What do you see your future? either in regards to the business or elsewhere elsewhere. Yeah. Um, business wise, I mean, future, I, I would, I would like love to be a, a place a business that is, you know, I'd love this place to be a place where I can hold continuing education course training. There's enough space for that. I'm actually doing one this weekend. The first one is going to be great. So a lot of places around here, um, you know, don't do that stuff very much. There's not a lot of local, like right in the city um, availability for continuing education. You usually, we usually have to go to San Francisco, which isn't far, or like San Jose, or even as far down as LA for that stuff. So that's definitely one thing that I would like to be able to set it up to where like this is a, a known location to hold those kind of classes and courses for other trainers. That would be some one thing. And then, and then uh, everything else, you know, again, I don't, I don't really know right now because it's, it's all Let the pieces fall where they may. Uh, yeah, totally. Like keep it going, keep everything going, keep being able to show up, you know, and keep people healthy and strong. And, and right now that's kind of it. Like I, I, I definitely am a little like, like uh, not like tunnel vision, but haven't really thought broader yet on all of that stuff. So now I'm, I'm getting into that space where I have some more capacity for that because things are going well. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's an exciting thought experiment, at least. There's so <laughs> many things that you can do in our industry. Yeah. And so yeah. plenty of decisions to be made here yeah. moving forward. That's a, probably a pretty good place for us to to start to wrap this whole thing up. But before we sign out of here, I want to give you the opportunity to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about the business. What's the website? What's the social media? Where should we send people? Sure. Website is temescalfitnessmovement.com. And social media, same thing, like Temescal Fitness and Movement on Facebook, Temescal Fitness Movement on Instagram. Um, I think I'm on LinkedIn. I don't know. Like I'm on those places. I don't <laughs> find us on one of those platforms. Yeah. Yeah. I post to Instagram and Facebook, you know, maybe once a week. Like I don't do a whole lot of that, but I kind of like to showcase like, here's what we do. Here's what we're doing. Come get strong. You know, for me, it's all about just being strong and healthy. I don't, I don't push any, you know, any extras. You know, like I'm not selling supplements or any of that crap. Like it's just come in and get strong in a way that yeah. works for your body. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see the evolution of this along yeah. the way. And, and we'll have to check in with you down the road and, and see what yeah. this business shapes up like 
Yeah, it's all very new for me, but it's going well so far and, you know, getting all the all the pieces into place for the actual like business side of stuff. And then the training side of stuff, that's easy, you know, certainly. Yeah, seriously, this has been a bunch of fun. I I really appreciate your perspective and, and your contribution here. I can't thank you enough and, and I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed talking about this because again, it's really exciting for me and it's new and it's it's just been a really, really good and scary and, you know, all of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It certainly is. So as always, thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is the one, the only, Tommy Jones out of Seattle, Washington, man. What's going on, Tommy? How are you? Not much. Hello, everybody. How are we doing today? Good? Every day is a good day over here, Tommy. I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> so, look, we're excited to have you on. And now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on at your facility and how you run it, um, First, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started with the gym in the first place? Oh, man, I've been in fitness all my life since probably 14, 15, had a knack for training other people, other other co-players, uh, people on the teams. Um, what got me into fitness is looking around. I'm from the country. I'm from Iowa originally. That's why you got the black and gold in here. Um, so a lot of people that are living unhealthy in the country, food, fried food, cat food, you name it, soul food is great for us, but that unhealthy pattern led me to believe that there's a better way to live, better way to help people in my community. So I started training, uh, built my first gym when I was 19, had a couple more since then, broke away from that, got into entertainment business, night nightlife promotions and whatnot. But that was kind of a conflict for me, seeing that kind of unhealthy side kind of actually brought more clients to me. So being able to balance out kind of the pleasure with the pain, so to speak, with the fitness, with also being able to kind of like the aesthetic side of things. So 2006, I kind of was moved out to Seattle, felt like I needed to find my own niche, you know, so to speak. Started as a consultant, as training, and then renting out other gyms, managing other gyms, and then created 321 with the, with the, with the goal in mind to train those that aren't athletes, those that have never walked in a gym, introverts, people that have been injured, no longer feel super comfortable. It's going back to the new body they have inside of a public gym. So I wanted something that's educational-based, that gets them back on their feet 90 days or gets them comfortable with the problem that they can also walk into another gym, feel confident anywhere in the world and have something to have a game plan. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Tommy. That's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, obviously having that versatility of background from doing, you know, being on the healthy side and the unhealthy side, I think that that's awesome. I think that sets you aside from a lot of other trainers and you have a real knack for it, a passion, you know, because a lot of these people who do own gyms currently or a lot of these gym owners currently, they're mostly you know, for financial gratification, not really for the care of their clients. Um, so I think that's awesome that you make that, that in the forefront, you put that on the forefront. So that's great there, Tommy. And so then let me ask you this, right? Um, I'll use myself as an avatar here. So if I walked into Fit321 and I was like, hey, you know, what options do I have to sign up here? What services do you guys provide that I would have the option to choose from? Okay, definitely. So, you know, we're all, all about no contracts, month to month, no matter what the plan is. Uh, currently, we do kind of a balanced deal. So people don't want to go month to month and know they're going to be here for quite a while. So they'll be able to kind of just sign up on a subscription basis. It's a flat fee, 400 bucks. It's pretty cheap. I have the ability to train six, seven, eight people at a time because I have six or seven rooms. 
I have an assistant as well that's all, always on staff with me, being able to monitor for them, make sure we're checking the right weights, everybody's doing the thing, make sure they're motivated, they're doing the right speed, giving the right intensity. So for me, when you walk in, you have the option to sign up that way month to month, or you can buy bulk packages, which will allow you to roll over. People travel a lot through Seattle. They're in and out. They might go home for a month. They might go skiing. Who knows? But our goal is to make sure that everybody has something that's compatible to their lifestyle as well. It's just going to keep them motivated and consistent. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And um well, at Fit Three Two One right now, how many how many members are you guys at currently? We got we're, we're having about fifty clients right now, so that's kind of where our comfort zone is. Um, not much more than that. That gives us the quality of t- quality of time of life. We do a split shift. We work from eight a.m. till noon, and then we come back from four to eight. Okay, yeah, and and what would you say uh, the average member pays to be a part of your facility? I'd say about right now it's around five hundred average per month per per client. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's for one-on-one or for group coaching or for just for both? One-on-one. Everybody's in their own individual room. So they get one-on-one, but we might train eight people at once. So everybody has their own space. Gotcha. It's very COVID friendly. You know, we, I kind of came up with this because I had one room before COVID and then all the other businesses in my, on my floor started going out of business. So I just took over one room by one room by one room, creating these small pods. So each room is independent from the other. You can literally go in one space and just, you'll never have to leave it. Get everything you need. Wow. Yeah. No, that, wow. That's, that's impressive. Okay. I'll tell you that it's a little unique too. I think that's great. And uh, well, now let me ask this Tommy, because I know you're at about, you said 50 members, right? So um, how do you guys go about finding new clients on, 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 I guess, on a monthly or weekly basis? Yeah, I've been doing pretty much kind of the casual marketing myself. Obviously, I can do more and a little better, but it's been a nice flow. I don't like to take on too many. I don't like to overwhelm our time and make sure that we have quality to be able to see those new people that have no experience or need a little, a little bit more tender, tender loving care on the one-on-one side. So we do mostly just rely on my Google searches and I'm pretty high up there in the rankings when it comes to the Seattle area for typing in personal training, you'll find me pretty quickly. Um, we got the highest density area of the city. So Capitol Hill is a very walkable area. So therefore our signs do very well for us. And just pretty much referrals and word of mouth. We got a great referral system where we get 25% off for your next month of worth of training for every person you bring in. So if you brought in four people in one month, you got a free month of training basically. Wow. Yeah. So okay. Fun. That's smart. Yeah. I think that, 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 that referral system is always a great play to have. And um, well, and let me ask you this too. So uh, with that system alone, not just a referral, but just with your marketing you're doing currently, would you say you grow, you guys grow very steadily every month or do you guys kind of stay in the same area? What does the growth look like monthly? It, it kind of depends. It depends on what type of pressure we apply. You know, you know, you always got to remind those people of that referral um, opportunity, that discount. Um, you also have to put forth the effort to do social media, your marketing and whatnot, your posts and whatnot. So it's, it just depends. Sometimes, you know, obviously there's times of the year that everybody comes in, everybody wants to, you know, get in shape. So beginning of the year is obviously kind of a, an influx Springtime right now, everybody's that waited too long once to get in shape for the summer. That's kind of busy for us right now. We're bringing on new clients, and then it just tapers off throughout the summer, and we start picking back up in the midwinter. So yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I think that's pretty common for most of the industry, anyway. And um, well, let me ask you this: so, what would be your your max? Like, how much could you hypothetically handle? Like, you can't go. I like to keep it at twenty five people, twenty five per trainer. So if I was to get another 25, then I would hire a new trainer. I'd bring on a new independent trainer and give them an opportunity to grow. And then I would split it 50, 50 with them. And then they can train wherever they want to. And I've done that in the past as well. That's something that we look forward to in the future, you know, being able to expand a little bit because we got more rooms when it was only one or two rooms, that didn't make any sense. It's like two trainers in a room, but what's going to work. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So you can keep, essentially you can, yeah, I can, going. Go, I can go as big as I need to. I can, you know, have two or 300, you know, if, if easily possible. Wow. And I just have to hire a few more independents, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I think that's awesome. I think it's a good system to have when you do that independent contract or that method. Uh, I think it's definitely worth the while. And so now let's take a step back from clients, right? And now let's work into the, the lead process. So if I came in as a lead and I was interested in joining, um, walk me through the sales process or the client journey for, for yeah, lack for of a sure. better term, right? 
Yeah, so you know, usually it starts with somebody hit my website, there's a free button on there that says sign up for a free session. That'll, that'll create a profile. Automatically, there's a questionnaire, their health history, fitness history, whatnot. That'll alert me within the app. So for, with, for now, I have the information. I know what you did, I know your injuries, I know where you're at right now versus where you was at in the last two or three years and what your goals are, short or long-term. So from there, I kind of have an idea before you walk in. And then we communicate a couple of times, maybe via text, or maybe via phone call. So I already, it's like me and you now, I already know you, you know? It's one of those things that's very organic, you know? So I'm not 24 hours, not to say that they're bad, but I'm not on this high pressure cells, you know, I'm not a cookie cutter kind of guy. And everything's individual. So when you walk in, I'm gonna give you a quick tour. It's not big, it's not 10,000 square feet or anything. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. And then I'm gonna take your metrics. I use the in-body scale to kind of uh, take people's physical metrics, body weight, uh, body composition. From there, we just get into kind of a short dialogue about what it is that those numbers mean, uh, where you are, where you've been, where you're trying to go, break that down a little bit. And then we kind of move on to kind of a mini example of a workout that I'm gonna get, uh, you can be looking forward to, so. Nice, yeah. I think that's great. I think that's uh, that giving them that that leisure to come in and just try. They'll see the value in that in, in itself. And I think that that's, that's like a great intention to do there. And so now the real question is, do you do all the selling yourself or do you have yeah, your fingers do it? Pretty much. Pretty much. I do all the selling myself because three, two, one is kind of a, it's kind of more, it's kind of a philosophy. There's a, there's a, there's a pattern to it. You know, three, two, one is meant to, it started out in a regular gym. You know, I, I saw a lot of, Big bulk, high pressure sales. You know, a lot of gyms want to sell big packages. Um, might fit you with the wrong trainer or whatnot. My goal is always to think about how do I can I educate this person within 90 days, 90 days to create a habit, 90 days to break a habit, so to speak, kind of falling in line with that. So it's three times a week for the first week. That's kind of where I started it. Two times a week, three times a week for the first month, two times a week for the uh, second month and one time a week. I purposely weaned them off of me in 90 days. And then if they wanted to continue on, it wasn't because they didn't know how to do proper form, didn't know how to lift weights, or didn't know how to navigate a program. It's because they needed more. They wanted to see the physical goals all the way through to the end. So they would sign up after that for a year or whatnot. So it's a good way to say, hey, look, I'm going to do my part, get you where you need to go. Worst case scenario, you go on your own. You'll never have to deal with the trainer again. But now, wow. it's one go is more the label. It's more the branding about it. So more of a kind of a, a motivational thing. So it's just yeah. really just getting them in there. It's just making sure that they understand it's still the same thing. My goal is still to get you here, give you as much as I can as long as you're going to be here. We have a very high turnover. Not turnover in, bad, in, in terms of bad, uh, bad service or they're not getting to their goals. We have a turnover because of Seattle. People come in for a work contract, for a tech contract for a year, six months. Traveling nurses is big for me. Things of that nature. So they're already looking, looking me up before they move into the city, knowing they're only going to be here six or seven months. And we give it the best we can for that long time, that period of time. So, yeah, no, that that's awesome. I think that's great. I think that's uh, that's a good point that a lot of demoners don't realize. I mean, they, depending on where you're located, you're going to get a different demographic of people. And I think that you know your demographic from top to bottom. And that's yeah. awesome. Um, and I think that understanding that too plays a big factor as well into, into the reason why you can close those deals or, or get them at the rate that you do do. Um, and that's awesome. And then, and then just me being curious now, if they are on that, that high turnover rate, do some of them you know typically come back after? And I know, say for example, their, their work contract expires. Like, and I mean, do you keep maintaining a relationship with them? How do you Oh, yeah. That? So that's like the big thing now. It's like, before, it's kind of like they were here. If they were here, they were here, and they kind of went on and did their own thing. Now it's the opportunity to kind of communicate through via apps and do online uh, courses, you know, video training and whatnot. We can segue into keeping them forever, you know, as long as we need them, as long as they want to be attached to me. Yeah, we keep them as clients now. So it's a different, it's a whole different serve as a whole different program, but it's definitely something that's growing for us, you know. We haven't had that much turnover lately in the last year or so, but prior to that, there was quite a bit moving around, but now it's either people are here or they're not, you know, kind of, so to speak, due to COVID and whatnot, so. And we do have a lot of clients. I have some two or three-year-old, five-year-old, 10-year-old clients that come and go. They might, you know, they go to their own gym, do their own thing, gain, gain 20 pounds, have a baby, lose a job, move, get married, and they come back, you know, so. I love you that. I love that, man. Yeah. That's a good LTV, man. It's a good LTV right there to have oh, that yeah. number of clients at that rate. So that's awesome, man. And let me ask you this, right? I like to kind of turn the tables and, uh, and let yourselves kind of self-reflect here. So 
Um, let me ask you this. So in business, there's about five pillars of business that we always use in any business. But in the gym industry, there's typically three that we use more often than not. Um, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Your lead acquisition, which is your sales. And then retention and ascension is keeping the client and making them or getting them to purchase more from you. Um, of those three, which do you feel like you can improve on the most, Tommy? I would say if I had to, yeah, sales, if they're in front of me, if they communicate with me, I'm like 100% closer. So that part, I'm not worried about once they get to me and once they contact me. Lead generation could be better because it takes time to do that. So if I'm training more four hours, eight hours, six hours, 12 hours a day, then I can fall to the wayside based upon what my need is at the, mo at the moment, you know. Um, as far as lead retention, that again goes into I'm not a gym. So if I'm if I was a gym, then I could retain I could retain life after training. I always call it life after training. So now that I'm able to open that up to an open gym, I would possibly be able to keep those people that hey, their money ran out and they just feel like they could take it from there. Or I can attract those people into the gym that normally wouldn't just walk in and pick up the phone and get on the internet and call up somebody for personal training. Just like any other yeah. gym. That's where they mostly get the bulk that's off the floor of the PT sales. So I gotcha. Yeah. And I love the honesty there. I think, uh, I think it's awesome that you're doing such a great job with your sales process. A lot of gym owners struggle with that portion of it, but I mean, that goes to show the value you provide and, and the trust that your clients do have in you, or even the leads do have in you when they come in and they find your facility. So I think that's awesome, man. Um, and on the topic of retention though, so this is always a tough question for some, uh, trainers and gym owners, and it's, how do you go about, um, tracking how do you know uh, who's coming in who's going out uh not throughout the day of course but i mean in terms of a monthly basis oh my app does pretty well and that gives me the analytics as far as that goes how many times they've oh, been here great. um i do a pretty good job i always do a physical audit go to the app make sure that i don't miss anybody so every month i just kind of keep a little bit of a pull the data slap it into excel and i yeah. find out the uh, but, you know, like I said, it's not a gym where I lose people. You know, they're either here three to five days a week or they're not here at all. And it's pretty easy yeah. to track. And 50 people is not hard for me, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I love that. And uh, is that the app? I'm sorry, just me being curious again. Is that an app you created or do you? Yeah, so I have app? two apps. I have kind of an onboarding app, which is your Pocket Suite. And Pocket Suite is what's tied to my website. That's what generates that lead form. So I kind of smart. Until they become a full app, full full member, or full client, there's no need to push them into the real app unless that's a service that they one of the services they want. They want to do online training, boot camps, or they want to come and do some in studio stuff. Once we declare that, then I'll move them over to the app. That the other one's more of a lead generator. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now that's good. I mean, it was integrated. I think that's awesome. And that's just a pretty advanced step to have. So I think that's great that you do do that. Really unique there, Tommy. Um, and, and two more questions for you, Tommy, before we kind of uh, cut things off here. Uh, this is a, a, a good question I always like to ask. And we, <laughs> yesterday we had somebody who, uh, I kid you not, he walked out for 10 minutes, came back, and we started re-recording the podcast. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question, man, and I, I think you'll have some fun with it. So IBS uh, is a real thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so think it back to 2016, right before you opened your doors, right? Uh, if you could give yourself one piece of advice before opening, uh, what would you tell yourself, Tommy? Uh, see, 2016 before I opened. I don't know. You know, like, I feel like I've executed everything that I wanted to. As far as advice goes, it's not really related to the opening, but being consistent on my marketing, being consistent on my posts, being consistent on follow-ups and finding a way to like I said, work, work on how do I, how can I keep these people? I know there's ways that I could have probably kept more people even without like through Zoom. There's always been Zoom meetings. There's always been meetups and the ability. There's always been FaceTime to do visual or uh, online video training. So just kind of, I've been anti-techies. Let's keep it that way. I'm 50 years old. I wasn't raised in that kind of environment. I'm an old school trainer, so to speak, but crossing over into the digital world is something I've kind of resisted, not necessarily resisted, but I don't know, struggle is the right word, but just prioritizing would be maybe a better word for that. So that's kind yeah. of now that I have the gym built, I pretty much got everything I need physically here. It's like it's becoming a priority for me for the future is to kind of slide into that kind of digital world a little bit more. Yeah, 
I think that's awesome. I think that's a great point there for a lot of gym owners, you know, cause I mean, I mean, for a lot of other people, you're very successful, you know, and, um, and I think you are very successful. So I think a point to say where you are at a good rate, that there's always more that you can do. Um, so compliments to you there, Tommy, honestly, I think that that's major. And I appreciate honestly there to you. And, um, Last question for you here, man. And uh, this is the obvious. I think you answered this really well. Um, what's the bigger picture for uh, for three, two, one? You know, what's the what's the goal? You know, what do you have planned? I mean, I know you mentioned your your six month plan earlier, but um, the overarching picture. Yeah, you, you know, my goals have changed. You know, prior to prior to COVID and whatnot, I was I was on pace and I was looking to build a gym. You know, get back into the new apartment building below them kind of gym spaces and, and really, I wouldn't say franchise, but affiliate out kind of like CrossFit does, you know, um, try to help other other trainers have be their own gym owners or whatnot. So I wanted to kind of be fit to to go buy whoever the trainer was that's going to run that their facility, so to speak. Was it just going to be about me? But now things have changed. I'm more, I guess the overall long-term picture would be to grow into that digital space, so to speak, but always have some sort of physical location. I'm not highly interested in building multiple locations. I'm highly interested in more being able to touch more people via online. So, you know, that's kind of what gotcha. my was, yeah. Totally, Tommy. Well, look, Tommy, uh, look, I think this is a pretty, pretty good place to start wrapping things up on this episode. I think you have a lot of insight. And this is a great podcast on my end. I hope it was a great one for you. Um, but before we sign exactly. out, Tommy, you know, please shout out your website, your Instagram, your Facebook, anything you got, Tommy. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty easy. It's uh, www.fit321go.com. It's the website. Everything else is fit321go by Tommy Jones, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you name it. So it's pretty easy to locate me. Um, Google as well. Google my business, fit321go by Tommy Jones. Um, two numbers, 206 uh 207-9431 is the main business line and then 206-880-5835 is the digital or the or the cell line yeah tommy thank you so much look we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road uh and to anyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit that like and subscribe button if you're interested in joining us talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description fill it out and we'll be in touch with you very soon and as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another podcast. Um, I am here with Erskine from EDM Fitness Hopkinton. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Super excited to have you here today, Erskine. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day um, to sit down, have a conversation, and give back to the fitness industry a little bit. Totally appreciate you for that. Well, the pleasure is all mine. I appreciate um, being having the opportunity to speak. Of course. So, you know, before we dive into your business and what you do and all the fun stuff, tell me your story. What was it that led to you becoming a gym owner? Well, uh, I've been working in the fitness and health industry for the past 14 years. Uh, worked in a private franchise and I have a background in exercise science and kinesiology. And it really, a lot of people were encouraging me saying, you know, you know, why don't you go make a leap out and do this on your own? And I 
gave it a shot probably about, you know, five years ago, right before my youngest son was born. Awesome. So, you know, what's like the backstory here? Like, you know, have you always has fitness, health and fitness always been a part of your life since you were very young or is it something that you just kind of peeked into like later in life? Well, it's always health and fitness has always been a high priority of mine, um, especially with a lot of uh, metabolic disease and, you know, history of family disease that, you know, my parents go through and even my um, distant relatives go through. I've always been trying to steer in more of the health direction and um, just trying to be an example for my family and just have more longevity and help other people out with that too as well. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we all get into this business usually because we want to help people find that, that, um, that spark. Right. Um, so you're able to do that with what you do. So now you have your own facility, um, your own gym, I guess, EDM fitness Hopkinton, um, for listeners, paint a picture for us. Tell us a little bit about who you guys are, what you do, the services that you provide, you know, the whole nine yards there moving forward in the conversation. Um, we'll have a picture in our brain. Well, by you guys, it's basically myself and also my wife is um, a hands-off partner. She's really been very supportive. She's a hardworking physician, a cardiologist, in fact. And really with the rigors of her schedule, this business opportunity and the uh, calling that I feel I have has allowed me some flexibility with our schedule and for our family. So I really think EDM Fitness is you know my family as a whole, even though I'm just the solo practitioner of it. But um Really, it's a family-based, community-based business, and it's been supported greatly by um, the people of Hopkinton since 2017, right before my son was born. I was doing basically an hour-long commute two ways to Rhode Island to train for a franchise studio, and with two kids, that just became untenable. So it was just a matter of um, trying to get the broadest reach I can in the community and try to help set some things up. Absolutely. I love it. So now you guys do, you know, personal training from the sounds of it. Um, with that personal training, you know, what kind of client are you typically seeing? Well, I have a broad range, you know, of course, you know, every uh, owner would like to say, you know, I, I have clients that pay for my services, but uh, I have clients as young as 13 coming, you know, parents, trying to get their kids into more athletic development and shape for their various sports. And I have retirees, clients um, in their 70s and 80s. You know, so it's a really broad, broad range. That's exciting. I mean, it's kind of cool that you don't have like a niche specific age and that you have the ability to train somebody no matter what their specific health and fitness goals are. Um, okay, cool. So how many clients are you currently training? I know that it's just you. So... Mm -hmm. Um, your schedule is probably pretty hectic. I can imagine. Well, um, clients are helpful. You know, the, the, um, benefits of doing things virtually on zoom, which is something that we had to adopt in 2020 with COVID really gives more flexibility It helped me retain clients across state lines or even across the country too, as well. So, um, I have about 24 clients that I service. Um, now with things opening up, I have clients traveling. And I know I say that I trade um, a broad range of clients as far as ages go, but really honing in on demographics, who can pay for your services, who helps me fill in the gaps between uh, my family schedule and my own work schedule. You really got to know who that person is. And that's, you know, stay at home moms, that's uh, retirees. And then I try to open up early morning you know, sessions for those trying to train five, 6 a.m. and then get to the office. So really um, looking at it, every client trains about, you know, two sessions per week. I'm doing about, you know, 50, 50 sessions per week throughout, you know, from Monday through Sunday. Wow. That's a lot of sessions for just one person. So with that being said, is 24 kind of a cap for you? Or would you like to have more members that are taking advantage of the personal training? Well, I would like to try to take advantage as many as possible because, you know, with retirees, we have these snowbirds here that like to travel to warmer weather during the winter and then they'll come back again, you know, in May. And then especially when I'm talking about the student athletes, they may get in season. So training may go from three days a week down to one or none. 
which is perfectly fine. But you know, you always want to have a revolving door of clients and try to keep close personal relationships just so when things do get hectic, as they do with others' uh, work schedules, you have got somebody that you can rely on to help give a cushion and you know, throw that support both ways, actually. Definitely. Yeah. Seasonality is huge. No matter, I feel like what part of the country you're in and you're doing personal training, you're going to get like for us down here in Florida, we get the snowbirds, they come to us and then they leave us, you know, in the summer. And so we experience the opposite end of that. And since you are training, you know, kids, you deal with the seasonality for when the sports are in season or when they're off season. And um, so that's a huge kind of curve. And, you know, you have to try to find members that you know are going to be with you year round as well. Um, so you can count on those. So next question for you would be, you know, what are you guys actively doing to constantly welcome in new clients? Well, it's really word of mouth. And um, of course, you need to be on Facebook, um, Google, Google reviews that help a long way for those uh, that are owning their own business and not really asking, you know, their clients and people that are the raving fans of their business for reviews. It really helps go a long way and keep the uh, marketing budget, you know, within margins. But, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, I don't sell much by way of Instagram, but just keeping yourself in the minds of those that train your service if they're on social media and those that are within their orbit definitely helps, especially in a tight knit community here. Um, that really, really helps with the Facebook, you know, certain business groups, they allow you to post weekly just to show people what's going on and that you're out there. Yeah, definitely. Facebook and Instagram have been like a huge tool, especially the past few years. If you think about, you know, the craziness that we've gone under as a world, people are spending so much time on their cell phones or their laptops and they're on Facebook and they're on Instagram. And so just being in those places as a business owner and bringing awareness to oh, you are a place that exists that people can come get their workout in is so important. Um, have you guys ever done any sort of advertising through any realm with your business or has it always been a word of mouth business? I try to keep it pretty lean, but um, various um, magazines in the community do come out and they allow you to buy some ad space, be it at the back or however much you wish to spend on that market, um, you know, for a full page ad, quarter page, you know, eighth of a page. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you're going to get a broader reach on the internet for, you know, less money than like, say, a direct mail or something like that. Yeah. So with the, with the internet and with Facebook and Instagram and places like that, have you ever put a dollar behind it? Have you guys ever tried any sort of advertising through those kind of platforms? I have. The algorithms have changed brought greatly over the uh, past few years, but usually if I'm trying to run something or drum up some interest, say, you know, for instance, you know, summer is coming eventually. You may not know, be able to tell from here in New England, but just getting <laughs> that out there on just like a recurring cycle for, you know, something fairly, you know, reasonable, you know, it doesn't have to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. As I said, I'm a very small organization, so, you know, I don't need to keep my reach that big until I feel as if it's time to expand, you know, scale definitely matters. So I do allocate a certain monthly budget towards internet marketing and uh, various app marketing too, if I need to. For sure, for sure. Yeah, the algorithms are always changing. That's something that I talk to people about every day. Like you think that you have it figured out on Facebook or you think that you have it figured out on Instagram. And then there's a new update and you're like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? How am I going to get this ad out there? But I think that it's so important to just be able to roll with the punches and understand that, you know, in today's world, those are important ways to advertise your business, but it's constantly evolving. So like that might be the new thing, the best thing right now, but down the road, that's something that might change, um, you know, when there's like a new social media platform or whatever it might be. So I'm really excited to hear that you have, you know, that is something that you've tried. I think that it's important to always try things like that. So the next question that I have for you, Erskine, it would be, you know, what do you feel like is a bottleneck or a challenge that you're facing within your business right now that 
you know, if you don't clear it out of the way here in the near future, it might hold you back from where you want to go with your business. Well, time is always a factor. You know, there's only so many hours within the day. And then really the benefit of what I enjoyed about this, of keeping my scale at where it is, it allows me that flexibility where I can be with the family and be with the kids. But, you know, I really if I wanted to take it to the next level, you know, it's going to be considerably, you know, more of a financial investment, more than that of a time investment. So really trying to find the point where the ends meet is really, you know, the, the key, right? So, you know, definitely keeping a close connect communication within my family and those of us uh, clients that wish to support is keeping those lines of communication very clear, makes it very helpful. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you bring up uh, a challenge. It's a challenge for all of us, not even necessarily just business, uh, gym business owners, like any business owner, like time is, is very, very hard to come by. And as much as we would like to add an extra 12 hours on the clock, we can't necessarily do that. So because we can't do that, what, you know, what, do you feel like you can do to take advantage of the time that you do have and help as many people as possible? Well, I said before, just trying to keep the lines of communication open. If I know people are traveling, I'm just, I'm a lot of what I do per day is client outreach, just talking to clients that are currently training, you know, as schedules are um, changing from week to week basis. I'm like, here, where can I get you in? Where can I, you know, find the time? redefine the value in what you are investing in, you know, which is your health. So really just keeping your eye on the ball and seeing how clients are receiving your services. Retention is huge. So that's really, you know, client facing business is what I'm trying to offer people as constant communication. Uh, not so much. Communication is huge in anything that we do. And for you, it sounds like it's a really big part of how you've been successful so far. So, you know, you just mentioned an important topic that I love to discuss here on the podcast, and that is retention. So, like, what do you guys have in place right now to make the retention within your space, like, op to optimize it, to make it the best it can possibly be? Well, I do try to over-deliver. Um, so... You know, under promise, over deliver. But uh, basically, uh, with the communication that I have, uh, it really becomes almost like an extension of your family and your friend network group, where everybody wants to see each other succeed. I know, understand that you know finances can change for you know time to time. That's why I try to offer you know deals every so often, just like hey, you know, you're a good client here, 10, 15% off of this month of services, you know just to you know, kind of say thank you, but then also, you know, it keeps them in the pipeline, right? So the more sessions that they can take advantage of or purchase, they're gonna wanna do, right? So, you know, always keeping an upbeat attitude and trying to, once again, over deliver, you know, if it's that where I do charge for nutritional services, if there's a good client out there that really needs some help or needs some of my time off hours, you know, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, you have to always be there for your clients. And, you know, even if you're not providing them with a service, just, you know, being an ear for them so that when down the road, when they are ready to buy or become a client again or whatever it may be, they have that trust in you. Um, and that's that's vital. So, you know, with your clients right now, are they purchasing like a pack of classes so that they... Um, you know, have to come back or do they pay per class? I try to get as many clients to purchase a block ahead of time, you know, so, you know, be it 10 to 20 sessions, just so I can see what the books look like down the road. Right. But now I do have, you know, clients that are on, you know, like a weekly kind of thing that I've been working with. So, but always letting them know that if they are going to pay on a smaller scale, like one, two sessions per week, the rate may be a little bit higher. Mm. So, you know, if they want to purchase a larger amount of sessions, I might be able to work with them a little bit on the pricing. Do you feel like that kind of idea of offering like a weekly versus 
offering like a class pack or offering like a monthly fee, do you feel like that affects the retention at all? Like I know some people, if they offer just kind of like a weekly or a per class type thing, they find that the people are a little more wishy-washy with staying around long-term. Is that something that you've seen or can you kind of touch on that with us a little bit? There's definitely that because there's really low level of commitment on, right. the, on the purchaser, right? So like if you buy one session, you're like, oh, I'm, you know, my schedule is a little busy next week. I may not want to purchase. And I try to put that to them up front, right? So if this is really about your overall health change, right. then you need to make that investment in yourself and also, you know, the accountability that I offer. So if I do switch to kind of a weekly thing, it's usually a client that has been with me for a while that purchased a block and then just like, hey, listen, I need some flexibility here. And that's usually, once again, pointed to your demographics. So I have a lot of people buying that are in like their late 20s and, you know, early 30s trying to get settled. And so, you know, it does become challenging. But, you know, for those that are my retirees that are a little bit more financially stable, they're more comfortable purchasing packages. And I honor them. So it's not like they, you know, disappear after, you know, four months, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's hard for us as business owners to, I feel like we're the ones that worry the most about, you know, the finances. Like, oh, if I put this out here, is this person going to be able to afford it? Or is this person going to be committed? Um, but it sounds like you do a really good job of working with your clients to figure out what is the right option for them at that time. Um, and that, that's definitely vital. So kind of next question I have for you, Erskine, is, you know, if I could hand you a magic wand right now and I was like, you could have this business be wherever you want, like long-term goal for you, what would that look like? Well, that'd be the own space. Uh, I'd be preferable if we owned the building. That would be very nice. You know, save some money that way. But um, you know, I'm not looking for too much. If I had possibly you know 90 clients and then maybe you know some staffing behind me, you know, uh, you know three four people that are reliable because there's a lot of turnover in this industry. Um, that would be tremendous. You know, I would like to put myself in a position where I could potentially sell the business, you know, coming from a small franchise, even with a degree, um, there's always the hope that, you know, the, you train and then you promote to management and then hopefully they find it to be a viable business and then they purchase off you. And then you can, you know, go off and try to start another business. And I'm not exactly there yet, but I would like to be at some point. Exciting stuff. So, you know, what do you have to do right now within what you currently have in this business to get to that point where you have your own facility, you have 90 clients, you have some staff, what has to happen now for that to become a possibility in the future? Well, once again, it's really the time that comes down to it. So it would be nice to have the demand. So I have worked with a couple hundred people um, in the community. If I could recontact out to them, that would be tremendous because I know there are people coming up to me at Little League and they're like, oh, we like to have your classes again. But just once again, with the kids' schedules, it's just not there right now. That's why I like the scale of where I am now. But, you know, looking forward within the next year or two, trying to take this to the next level, possibly apply for, you know, some larger business grants because there's things out there. There's a lot of support, you know, through the SBA, but just trying to take advantage of those avenues and then bring the client list up and then bring in some reliable people which would be tremendous exciting exciting i totally think that it's so doable and i think i really admire the fact that you are you know your your family is so important to you right now and you understand that like your kids are young you need to get them past the stage that they're in now before you can really pour your heart into this business um i really admire that i am a parent too so it's it's great to see um you prioritizing your kids schedules and all the stuff that they have going on all credits due to my wife she actually puts us all in a very you know comfortable position with the hard work that she does where I don't feel as if, you know, I have to pull my hair out every week, you know, to pay that loan. So having that support is absolutely tremendous. So, you know. <laughs> wow. It's 
Sweet. Where can our listeners find you guys on social media if they want to check out all the fun stuff that you have going on at EDM Fitness? So I'm EDM Fit Hop on Instagram and I'm EDM you know, Fit Hop on um, Facebook as well. So thank you so I'm much. EDMFitness.com, EDMFitnessHoppington.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here again. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. For our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.